Would you like to reach our film and TV review podcast audience? Do you have a product or service of interest to film and TV home consumers or followers of the entertainment industry? Have a film or show production to publicize? For affordable price plans for all budgets, get in touch and find out about our introductory advertising options. Reach our audience of film and TV viewers and visit our site contact page at filmandtvreview.com, or you can email us at business at filmandtvreview.com. Reach out today. Welcome to filmandtvreview.com. Catch the latest film, TV and streamed show reviews every week. The views and opinions expressed by the authors and those providing comments are theirs alone. They do not reflect the views, opinions or position of film and tvreview.com or their respective parent companies or affiliates. Film and tvreview.com makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, correctness, suitability, or validity of any information in this program and is for entertainment purposes only. Episodes may contain adult humor and language. For full terms and conditions see filmandtvreview.com. Hello there and welcome to another edition of uh, Film and TV Review. Today we'll be doing a special on uh, the company A24 Films, who most recently behind Oscar-winning Everything Everywhere at Once, must, uh, Uncut Gems, Midsummer, Lady Bird, uh, Moonlight, HBO's Euphoria, and of course The Well. So, um, um, James, uh, hello. Um, quite a short period of time, they've proved quite a diverse body of work, but they seem to have a knack of getting behind some really high quality projects and um, proving to have already a quite impressive uh, track record. Yeah, and they've, it, it's really interesting, I think, because they've got a really good body of work and a lot of it it's interesting it's different but it's not inaccessible like it's quite um andrew hello yep hello yes uh boy uh yeah there's so it's kind of hard to talk because uh a24 they do a lot of diverse films i think some others have already mentioned the diversity of films that they do so it's not like it's any one genre it's not like i mean yeah they're all not all, maybe, but a lot of them are kind of in the art house. Uh, that's not really a category. That's just sort of like a release pattern type thing. So, but that's what a lot of them are considered as in the art house. And uh, if you look at a lot of the horror films, that's kind of the sense you get is that a lot more on style and mood and sort of like trying to make a greater message and that was one of the things about bodies 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 is that when it came out it was sort of like this feels like more 
typical horror film as opposed to like an E. I mean, without spoiling anything, it's you know there is there is something there, but it came across at least initially as something that was maybe more like a mainstream horror film rather than like uh, like an Ari Aster or, or uh, you know, something um, or Robert Eggers, you know, like one of their films uh, for A24, which are kind of a little bit more unusual. And I was looking at some of the, trying to look at some of the more recent films that A24 has done. Uh, I know you mentioned some of them, Minari. Uh, uh, not sure if you mentioned Come On, Come On yet. That was a Joaquin Phoenix film uh, directed by Mike Mills uh, about the uh, Joaquin Phoenix character and his uh, nephew uh, in in universe in the movie who go on this trip and they kind of uh, share you know uh, kind of a bond you know family um, time together and then there's a uh, oh yeah and then there's x and uh it's prequel pearl speaking of horror films and i guess with x it's not really as much of a art house-ish type thing but more of this kind of this throwback to uh, a 70s uh like texas chainsaw massacre or, or something like that uh, it's even set in the 70s uh and then it's prequel pearl which, you know uh, not getting too much into the spoilers but it's just you know they it's a little different maybe from what their other horror films are uh, and that's something they've done this year uh and then, uh, oh yeah, in the film that I mentioned uh, some time ago, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, that's a film that combines uh, stop motion animation with live action. And, uh, sorry, something flying around. Uh, it's Jenny Slate. Oh yeah, yeah, Pearl actually, I guess it's got someone released in the US this year, so somewhat, I think. Uh, but Marcel the Shell with Shoes On is a film adaptation, feature film adaptation of a character that Jenny Slate and I guess her then husband or ex-husband created some years ago and they did a series of shorts and uh, the character is voiced by, which is what it is, a shell with shoes on, what it says on the tin, uh, voiced uh, by Jenny Slate and sort of this like really high-pitched little kid's voice and uh, from those shorts that they did years ago, they made a feature film. And the feature film is about this filmmaker uh, who I think is actually played by the, the uh, real-life ex-husband, I guess, sort of the co-creator of the, the series. And uh, him and this shell, Marcel, uh, Marcel wants to find his family, so this filmmaker kind of wants to help Marcel do that. And in so doing, they bring up a lot of points about, uh, at least to the audience, of social media and sort of like celebrity dumb and things like that. And yeah, it's a cute little film, but it also has some messages too about like things I said about, you know, focusing on. Yeah, you know, like Marcel just wants to find his family, and other people see uh, Marcel's attempts to find his family as, you know, 
like, oh, let's put him in the spotlight, that type of thing, and you know, all that. So it's a cute film, but with messages. Uh, and then there was a Green Knight, which is another film altogether, another genre altogether. I know that was the film I mentioned, and some people weren't really as fond of that. It's a little different than maybe it was marketed to be. It's not something, yeah, it's a fantasy film, but it's not like epic action fantasy. It's a lot more of a character's journey, a lot more characterizations uh, about uh, Sir Gowan. Maybe he wasn't Sir at the time. Uh, played by Dev Patel and uh, him going on this kind of quest. And it's more about him growing as a character rather than any kind of epic. I mean, there's fantasy elements there. I mean, it's fantasy film, but it's more of a fantasy drama than any kind of action fantasy, anything like that. Uh, let's see. And um, Oh, and um, I think Men, maybe you mentioned uh, Alex Garland. Yeah, because uh, I guess two of, at least two of his films were A24, uh, Men and Ex Machina. Uh, I don't think Annihilation, I think that was Paramount. But I guess a couple of films he did through A24. And uh, I guess people like really like Ex Machina, but they're not as fond of his other films. And man, it's like, I mean, it's good, but it's kind of like a little unusual. I'll just say that. I, I'm not getting spoilers. And you start watching and you're sort of like, yeah, things are a little bit off. And why doesn't the protagonist think things are a little off like right away? Uh, I know you say that about a lot of horror stuff, but I think here it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, things are really off. You just, but. Uh, I'll just say that uh, the film is about uh, this character played by Jesse Buckley who uh, goes on, I would say goes on holiday, but she kind of rents a, uh, not even an Airbnb, like a mansion uh, house out in the countryside. Uh, and she's trying to get over a uh, loss of uh, someone close to her. And uh, when she's on uh, this extended holiday, I guess, uh stuff starts to happen and weird stuff but it's not just like the typical like horror stuff it's a little bit more unusual and again it's about a film trying to make a message about certain things uh, i guess that's what alex garland or whoever else was involved wanted to do so it's um it's got some very unusual scenes especially near the end but uh, that's all i'll say about that um and uh oh yeah and then another film that i don't know it's a film called on the rocks uh it was a film that in the u.s at least was supposed to get a cinematic release but because of covid it went direct to i guess apple plus and because a lot of cinemas were shut at the time i don't know if it got any kind of international distribution um but it's uh, from director Sofia Coppola, and uh, reunites her with uh, actor Bill Murray. He's not the main character. Uh, the main character is Rashida Jones's character, uh, and Bill Murray plays her father. And uh, the title, I guess, could have more than one meaning, but it's the idea that the protagonist thinks that her marriage is on the rocks, like 
husband may or may not be cheating on her. And so she wants to kind of investigate as to whether that's the case. And so uh, father played by Mill Murray, who's sort of like a ladies man type, uh, tries to help her out to see, you know, if her husband, you know, what, what's the deal with that? Um, so, uh, but it's, um, it's kind of a dramedy, some, some pretty good acting from uh, Rashida Jones. Um, and it's something worth a look. Uh, and there's probably other films from A24. It, it's just, as I said, it's such a broad thing. Uh, and you uh, mentioned things like Midsummer, uh, folk horror. Uh, again, that's a whole other horror altogether. Uh, the idea of like, you know, like a like a Wicker Man-ish type thing out of the, this rural environment. And there's people, groups of people behaving in a strange way. Yeah, that kind of thing. So, so they definitely do a lot. Uh, different types of films. So that's what I have to say. So, yeah, I and mean, I look forward to what they're doing in the future. I mean, we've already mentioned some of their future projects. So, so I look forward to that. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, and you're right. Pearl has been out, um, come out in the US in September. So you've been able to see it. It's not actually got a release date in the UK yet, but hopefully we will get it sooner rather than later. We obviously didn't get it for Halloween, but it's a prequel to X. So, Actually, off the back of what CJ was saying, they haven't done any sequels that I'm aware of to date, but this is the first one that is perhaps going to set up a franchise because I think this is a prequel, but I think there's a sequel in the works as well, which I, I can't remember the name of, but the intention mm -hmm. is that there's going to be three three films for that. Yeah, that's so kind of weird because I would think like Mia Goth, you know, that would have gotten like at least a UK release date, uh, but yeah. I think Halloween, we, we, there was a lot out at Halloween, and I think they probably just thought we'll park it until maybe early next year or something like that. Uh, oh. Alfonso, you're you're up next. Um, I know that you've seen one of, or the, the most successful A24 film to date very recently. You're welcome to talk about that and any other A24 films you want. Yeah, I've seen today, actually, everything, everywhere, all at once. It is really, really, really good. I mean, I knew that it was going to be really good but it was even better than i expected so yeah and it's yeah i, I understand why it has become a, also a box office success because it kind of has everything that can connect with an audience even though when you first approach it and you see michelle Ye yeo and uh, which is not like a very box i mean kind of like doesn't match what an A24 film is supposed to be in the sense of what the films it has been the protagonist of. But yeah, yeah. I mean, very, very much recommended, of course. Um, yeah, it's A24. It's uh, has become a brand by trying to find the films of uh, new voices, independent voices and things that in inevitably just come out with new stuff and i think it has connected with a generation of movie buffs basically and also its approach to the use of social media to promote the films kind of has connected with a generation and that also buys its mer merchandise that uh, on its website 
So it's interesting to see how by just, I mean, picking wisely, both for, for production and, and, and for distribution, it has, <laughs> I don't know if they, if, if they ever thought that they would create a brand by just um, adding so many different voices and many different di directing styles. And I mean, yeah, all of them have a point of view. All of them are, can be at least cult films, you know, in a sense, or, or widely appreciated, like Ex Machina or Everything Everywhere All at Once. It's it's interesting. Like it has, yeah. It's, it makes you feel cool. Many of these films, at least if you like cinema, it likes it makes you feel like, yeah, you've seen something different from like the uh, that what is concoded like for like um, selling you a McDonald's burger. It's just like doesn't have like reboots and like trying to go for the widest audience possible and it kind of like quality over quantity of screens in many in many in many occasions and it's it's interesting i mean from this year andrew has done a wonderful re review of many films i have not watched many but i have i mean i of course the one that I've mentioned and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies has, is also one of my favorite films of the year. Men, it has something that other A24 films have that sometimes it, they leave me a little bit cold. Like they are not very emotional and sometimes even hard to completely understand. It's more like a visual experience sometimes. And it's kind of like that for me, Men, although it's the same director as, as Machina. And... Uh, well, the Zen Mod was another one that I saw from them, which was from last year or the year before, and kind of was a, a similar experience, like cool scenes from time to time, and it but it left me a little bit cold as a whole. I really like the documentary Boys State about this uh, debate, sort of like politics um, camp for future. Um, like for teenage boys who want to get into debates or politics in the future or something like that. And it, and it was interesting to see, follow them during a week, to see who would win the, the, the um, elections. And it was interesting. I mean, I, I would recommend to watch Boys States. It's always, it kind of showcases uh, a generation of American uh boys and girls who want to go far with their careers <laughs> while they are still young i really i mean i really think a24 has been also uh, uh one of the most important promoters of the uh let's say intelligent or elevated horror i would i wouldn't say like intelligent more intelligent but it's like elevated horror what people call it elevated horror like with Ari Aster, Robert Eggers movies which are also visually interesting and they offer something new they they always just offering something new and they need connected to audiences also I really like Lighthouse I really like Hereditary of course um, Midsommar 
Um, uh, yeah, and the ones that I'm that I'm missing, even you know things like under the skin can could be considered like horror from them. But yeah, they, they they are not very much into defining into getting into the the typical genre as they don't they it's not like they they need that they kind of like to just mix a little bit and and just try to, to do their own thing and they don't try to make um it's not like like some people compare it with Miramax in the 90s but the Harvey Weinstein they he tried to made it to make all those things very palatable for American audiences, try to make it similar to what the market demanded. And this kind of like A24 lets uh, creators be more free and doesn't come with like cutting everything in the editing room. So they kind of had shaped the market in a sense, more like adapted to the market. They have made the market adapt to to creators, which is interesting. So like they had very much tried to make it, oh, make it more emotional here. Uh, no, some of the films are very, very much, um, um, yeah, it doesn't, they, they're not very emotional, but they still make it, it's, it makes them even more like for like cult fans that it has always a sense of discovery in them. They can make sometimes it, it they make you feel like you're discovering something new. I don't know. I would also recommend just as a personal recommendation, uh, while we were young from Noah Bambach, which is a good dramedy, the, like the ones that he usually does. And it's uh, I don't think it's very very seen. Very it has been very much seen. So that would be a an interesting recommendation, I would say, for people to to rediscover. And yeah, I don't want to take too much time, so that's it. Cool, thanks, Alfonso. Um, next up, we did have Ali, but Ali has disappeared. I don't know if he's going to be back. Um, Richard was next up, but I don't know if he can talk because he's been involved in an accident, I think, this week. Yeah, uh, I, I can. I can talk. Sorry, I can talk. I can talk. Uh, I, I won't oh. be long, but I can talk. Uh, I'm fine. Uh, so uh, yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know if there's much to uh, add to what has been said already. Um, in the comment section uh, a couple of weeks ago, I wrote a list of actual movies actually that I really enjoyed from A24. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned uh, these two. I don't know if we mentioned Enemy from, uh, I think it's from Denis Villeneuve, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that's a very weird movie. Apparently I like real movies because I just realized actually the second movie I want to mention is The Lobster. So very strange uh, movies, both of them. Um, quite original. Um, Enemy, if it's the one I think about now, I hope I'm not mistaken, but if it's the one I think about, it's uh, another movie with Jenny Gagnon by Denis Villeneuve. And this time, Jenny Gagnon is like a random, normal, I mean, nothing amazing about this guy who finds out that he has some kind of doppelganger, that, if that's the words. Uh, apparently, a guy who 
looks exactly like him and and in a way i don't remember actually if it's kind of as a more crazy life and crazy life and he has or anyway or he's kind of steals his identity in somehow uh but it, it's very interesting and it kind of mess jake Gaynor's character up a lot uh trying to understand actually who is this guy and how is he related to him etc uh and in a way we follow him investigating this doppelganger it's such a very long movie what i remember but as i said it's very strange and if anyone has seen this movie in the in this meetup i would love to actually to hear the comments and if anyone can ex explain the ending because i never checked online i never understood the ending there is some kind of i guess metaphor because there is spiders <laughs> for no reason at all in this movie like every five scenes there is a spider uh or a giant spider over the city or whatever and uh yes, i never understood I've yeah seen, go ahead like, yeah, i'll just keep it simple so the you've got one jake gyllenhaal character the other jake gyllenhaal character was a double corner it's actually just sort of it's it the film is really just a conflict in someone's mind as he's having yeah yeah um, sort of struggling with uh him being faithful to his wife. Um, yeah. And he yeah, sort yeah. of has a kind of mentorish breakdown. Uh, it wasn't a criticism, I, I actually, back in the day when I watched it, I really enjoyed it because I was confused, but in a good way. But yeah, I just never actually look up for an explanation about parts. But okay. And it was a good experience. Uh, thank you, CJ, by the way. Um, the, the the second one uh, the, the lobster that i think i mentioned before and then, again a very strange movie but not as confusing as the, as enemy uh and the lobster is yeah talking about uh going to movie theaters nowadays and not knowing what to expect and being surprised by a scenario something that Unfortunately, it doesn't happen often anymore. Uh, with The Lobster, it was definitely a surprise. I have no idea why I went to watch it in the first place, but it was a good decision. Uh, so again, try to explain what the plot is. Uh, so it starts Colin Farrell, uh, Rachel Weiss, Leia Sedou, I believe. Ben Winshaw, if I'm not mistaken, and was there John C. Riley in that movie? Oh, anyway, uh, so the main character is played by Connie Farrell, and he starts with him being admitted in an institution, and most of the movie is actually happening in this institution, and it's a kind of a strange world where I don't remember exactly why, but he has to go. For, it's like a therapy of like a let's say 30 days therapy and during this therapy it, this is i mean in this institution they are like patients obviously himself male and female and he has 30 or 30, 40 days to find a mate he has to find actually uh his future wife or whatever and i think that if he doesn't he will be transformed into 
an animal of his choice. <laughs> Sorry, I know it sounds weird. That I think that was the plot, and that was, I thought it was hilarious when I understood that. But uh, then, actually, you see the first half of the movie is kind of seeing these characters trying to find the woman of their dreams inside these institutions. So him, Ben Winshaw, etc. Uh, in a very weird ways, way, way, sorry, uh, sometimes very funny, just awkward most of the time, very funny. And they are also forbidden to have any kind of uh, uh, sexual activity, which is make it even funnier. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of the first half of the movie. And then there's kind of also a second thought going around with uh, a resistance group that is going to try that lives in the forest next to the institution trying to uh protest and also take over the institution or whatever led by Lea Sedu and Colin Farrell get involved with this resistance I will not say how it ends but I thought actually that it was at the same time hilarious but also very original and uh the acting overall and sometimes I watch scenes on, online, the acting role is very well done. Because as I said, it's kind of the per perfect line between being funny, but also makes you almost uncomfortable sometimes. But but it's very well, again, I don't know, it's hard to explain. Uh, the director is a name I cannot even pronounce, not because I have problems on my face because of my accent, but because it's a terrible name to pronounce. I never had heard of that director before, uh, but uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was definitely an experience that uh, I recommend just to to see something that you will never see before. I guess, yeah, and the lobster, yeah. So yeah, that's oh, my. Thank plot. you, Richard. Um, Hereditary was the biggest film I think a twenty four had until everything, everywhere, all all at once. Still can't pronounce it, um, which has taken over as the most successful film. Um, I actually rewatched that today as well because um, I saw it in the cinema. And when I did see it, it was a week when I had a lot of stuff going on in my life. And um, I probably couldn't take it all in because it's quite a lot in that film. And I've been saying it's like in my top five. I think after rewatching it, it's in my top three. It's it's just so inventive. It's so bonkers. There's not many films where. No, I'm not going to. I'm not even going to spoil that. But there's just things that ne would never happen. Have never happened in a film since. And will never happen in a film afterwards. Um, but it's really good. Um, CJ. Yeah. Um, you have your hand up. Yeah, I, I do. I want to say the. I guess they called the the Daniels. They're the guys who made everything everywhere all at once. They also have another film earlier with A24 called Swiss Army Man. Um, starring uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dino. Um, I don't know if most people have even heard of this film or seen it. Uh, essentially, uh, you've got a guy who's stranded on a desert island. Uh, he's about to kill himself and he sees a dead body wash up on shore. He goes up to the dead body and finds out that it can talk. And this is where the absurdist nature that you're talking about, um, the dead body has the ability to fart and its farts are so powerful that he's able to ride it across the ocean <laughs> to safe land. And then when he gets in safe land, he finds out that the 
dead body can do other things like karate chop and essentially uses the dead body to survive while it's in the forest and tries to get to civilization. Um, again, the film is really absurd. Um, at face value, I think most people would think it is just like a really super weird film. But I think similar to everything, everywhere all at once, it does have a sort of um, deeper meaning with um, the characters and what they're going through. And it is weird, but it's sort of like, this is a way to express what's actually going on with the character and how they feel about things. Um, you know, and uh, it's a really good film. It, you know, it's Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> doing um, a non-Harry Potter film. Um, it's interesting to see Daniel Radcliffe. And I think the ending is probably one of the funniest, <laughs> but also kind of really deep, introspective endings I've seen in film in a while. Um, but yeah, if if you really if you really, if you really like everything all at once and you really want to see something kind of super out there and you're not you can and you're ready to uh, watch an hour 30 of fart jokes um really good fart jokes um and yeah i would, I would give a, a watch to us with some of them yeah it sort of sounds like an art house version of weekend at bernie's or something i've not seen it but someone explained the plot to me a few years ago and i was like what that's a film so yeah. i i will have to try and track this down and, and give it a watch but everyone says it's yeah very very unique very unique again um yeah and the other thing actually with so to alfonso earlier on the chat I, i'd said um about everything everywhere all at once being sort of a sci-fi fantasy i mean re-watching it it's more like a drama with sci-fi fantasy elements in a way i mean it's i don't know what you'd compare it to it sort of reminds me of um being john malkovich a little bit um, and there was something else that I was thinking when I was watching it as well. But yeah, it's got a very sort of unique tone, I think, that film, um, as a lot of A24 films do. Um, I wanted to also, more? yeah, I would just wanted to add um, that A24 is also doing a very interesting TV. They are behind Euphoria, which is yeah. as completely changed what a teenage drama would look like in terms of just aesthetically and how the, the camera moves. And yeah, it has, now it's the, the uh, quote unquote, cool teenage drama, HBO brand drama of like this kind. And uh, they also have Rami, which is also critically acclaimed. Another other A24 productions for TV that are also coming out and is, yeah, also try, it's the same kind of thing of like trying to spotlight new voices and interesting directing styles. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Also, they, it should be also just said that TV is also one of the th places where you can find good A24 stuff. Thanks, Alfonso. Um... So unless anyone has any other films they'd like to talk about from A24, that kind of brings us to the end of our, our chat for today. Um, well, uh, thank you, James. And on that note, I think we've uh, quite covered a lot of their, of their work. And um, 
like to thank everyone else who joined us today. And for you at home, uh, we'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed this film and TVReview.com episode. Catch the latest film and TV reviews, together with regular episode content from the world of film and TV every week. See you soon. Would you like to reach our film and TV review podcast audience? Do you have a product or service of interest to film and TV home consumers or followers of the entertainment industry? Have a film or show production to publicize? For affordable price plans for all budgets, get in touch and find out about our introductory advertising options. Reach our audience of film and TV viewers and visit our site contact page at filmandtvreview.com, or you can email us at business at filmandtvreview.com. Reach out today.